When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to the January 22nd episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Guess where I just came from? The gym. That's right. I'm getting back in shape, friends. I signed up for a gym membership this week. I went tonight for the first time, probably the first time I worked out in about a year. I'm starting to realize that you can't be the sex symbol of the sports betting world without looking good as well. My personality, my sparkling personality can only take me so far. I gotta look good too. And I'm noticing on Guys and Bets when I go back and and watch the show afterwards that I am a fat fuck. There's no two ways about it. I'm fat and I'm getting so fat now that it's showing up in my face. Usually it just sits in my gut. Uh, Just all my fat usually doesn't go to my arms or my legs. It just goes right to my gut. And now I'm noticing that uh, where it goes after my gut is my face. Uh, and I look like a fat fuck on camera now, so I'm disgusted looking my, looking at myself. I haven't, uh, I've only been eating, uh, I have, you know what, I've even cut out bacon. I might have to change the name of the podcast. I, hadn't, I haven't had bacon all week. I've just stuck with eggs in the morning. Boring old eggs, and then meat and veggies in supper. Two meals a day. Not snacking at all. I feel cranky because of it. <laughs> I'm not, probably not a very pleasant person to be around right now. Uh, but I went to the gym, felt good uh, working out for the first time forever. I would love, 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 love to get back to the 2012 version of Ian because goddamn was I a sexy beast back then. I mean, I'm only 5'9", so really my looks can only take me so far even if I lose weight because, I mean, I'm not tall. I'm kind of short at 5'9", but I don't know. I looked a lot better back then and I'm a fat fuck now. So proud of myself. I'm patting myself on the back. I went to the gym. I'm sure this will probably last another two weeks and then I'll gain another 20 pounds, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, cheer me along. I might need it. I might need the encouragement. Um, yeah, I'm trying to become the sex symbol of the sports betting world. I want to post thirst traps this summer, you know? A lot of people in the sports betting world, that's what they do. They're just uh, put out pics uh, with a little uh, sexy picture of themselves and boom, they get 20,000 followers overnight. So I, I got to catch up. I got to do my part. I got to get sexy and I got to post some thirst traps. Got to get that <laughs> follower number up. Um, but yes, this episode is being released on Friday. As you know, I apologize for that. I've once again delayed it from Thursday till Friday. Um, it's going to happen. It's a busy week for me. Very, very busy week at work with Odd Shark. Um, and just a little peek behind the curtain here before I get into my actual picks uh, for the show today. I, by the way, I have four college basketball picks. And of course, I'll break down the two NFL games. Because um, when I tweeted out, I didn't put out any picks. I don't think Sunday, Monday or Tuesday. And I tweeted out that I just didn't have time to handicap any games. I don't bet just based off gut feeling. So it takes time to handicap the games. And I didn't have that time at the start of the week. And people assume that that was my job. That my job with Odd Shark is just to tweet out my picks for the day. Uh, no, that's not my job with uh, Odd Shark. I would, I would expect a pink slip on, sitting on my desk every day coming into work if, I, if that was my job. Uh, as soon as I go on a cold streak, I would expect to be fired. No, that's not my job whatsoever. That's Creating sports betting content is partly my job. Uh, but my actual job is I run all the social media accounts for Odd Shark. Um, so with the Super Bowl coming up, obviously with us being a sports betting website, uh, Super Bowl is the biggest week of the year for us. And then Conor McGregor fights this weekend, UFC 257. 
And whenever he fights, that's a massive weekend for us. So two huge events uh, over the next three weekends, uh, which means I had just meetings on meetings. I had planning. I had contests I had to get ready. I had emails to respond to. I had analytics I had to dig through. Uh, very busy week um, for my behind-the-scenes kind of part with Odd Shark. So I appreciate your patience. And, uh, and um, of course, I, I, I did kind of look at games. And, of course, the games that I think I would have bet on on Monday and Tuesday uh, would have gone very well because, of course. But I'm sure if I actually would have bet them and put the mode as picks, I'm sure they all would have lost because that's, that's just the way it goes. Um, all right. I don't really – yeah, I guess let's recap. Last week in the podcast, college basketball, I went 2-1 and one, the college basketball picks. So, I mean, I haven't been great in college basketball this year, but at least the picks I'm giving out on the podcast have been good. So hopefully the success uh, stays with that with my picks today. And an NFL bad week in the NFL 1-3. and three. Uh, I hit the Browns. Uh, I mean, it was a huge public week, and I, the the, the pu- public side was right on all four games. Uh, didn't hit the Ravens. Ravens, I I mean, I think they oh, gained the Bills, didn't they? Because I wasn't the stat like they got inside the Bills' 30-yard line five times and only got three points. It was like two missed field goals, a turnover on downs, and a fumble or interception, something like that. Uh, interception is, yeah, pick six. Uh, so I missed the Ravens. Um Fuck, what was it? If this past weekend feels like it's forever ago. Oh, Rams didn't show up. And I, I tweeted Rams didn't show up. I had a lot of people be like, no, they're just not that good of a team. I mean, come on. <laughs> they were the number one ranked defense, opponent yards per game, opponent points per game. Yeah, Green Bay played fantastic, especially the running game. Uh, but come on, the Rams weren't tackling well. They, they didn't show up. They just didn't. Uh, but, I mean, that's sports. I'm not using that as an excuse. I'm not saying I should have won the bet. Uh, but the Rams just did not play a good game. And that happens. But uh, lost the Rams bet, and then what was the last one? Um, oh, Saints against uh, Bucks. I was on the Saints. Um, Drew Brees retiring, and it's, it's yeah, it's time. It's time for him to retire. It's I, I'm slowly actually starting to gain a little bit of respect for Tom Brady because he's even older, but he's looked better than Drew Brees. Uh, but we'll see what happens this weekend with him and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what else do I got to talk about? UFC 257. Um, I don't, I'm not breaking down any picks for that card on this podcast because, uh, we did a video for odd shark this week, uh, where I gave out my two favorite picks. I'll just let you know what they are, but if you want to see my reasons why go watch the odd shark video, uh, McGregor first round, I'm going to be on, I'm going to be on Michael Chandler in the co-main event as well. should be a fun card to watch on Saturday night. Uh, I don't have anything else though. I just gave a little quick recap there for last week in the NFL. I, in order to be profitable in the NFL, playoffs i need to go two and one here with the last three games between the two conference championships and the super bowl so let's go two and oh in the two games this weekend so then i can just kind of relax going into the super bowl and whatever happens there happens um but that's all i got for you uh if you have any ever have any questions for me that you want me to answer on the podcast i had i did get a couple emails last week and i read them and now i don't have them in front of me and i forget what they were so i'll probably tackle them next week's episode uh, this is a little bit of a rushed, uh, episode is going to be a little bit of a shorter one. Like I said, I've just had a hectic week. Uh, I apologize, but I don't get paid for this podcast. I get paid for my job with odd shark. So that kind of, uh, is my primary concern. Um, but I thank you all for listening. Hit me up bacon bets, podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, uh, subscribe to the show, let people know about it. We are growing and I appreciate you all for spreading the word. We are slowly growing and I love that sports betting is slowly becoming legal across the United States where it become legal this uh, week. Virginia, I think was today, um, somewhere else as well. Maybe Michigan. I don't know. Uh, but the more it gets legalized across the U S the better news that is for us. Um, I truly think sports betting is going to be 
as as much as sports betting is tied in with horse racing nowadays, I mean, if you watch horse racing, the whole coverage is about the odds. Um, and I think not in the not-so-distant future, that's going to be the same way with almost every single sport. Um, and that's going to be fun, and that's going to be sweet, and I hope the podcast grows along with sports betting itself. So thank you all for listening. Let's get into the January 22nd episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. <laughs> More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 All right, let's get into it right before I um, record <laughs> uh, recorded the intro there. By the way, this is, of course, I'm recording this on Thursday night. Um, so I've been following along with my college basketball picks for tonight. I started off the night 0-2. Central Michigan was a heartbreaker. They just kind of fell apart there near the end. They were covering with like two minutes left and then just fell apart. Um, Rutgers looked terrible. So I need to go three. No, the rest of the night <laughs> salvage a profitable night before I started recording the podcast Belmont against Eastern Illinois. I was on Belmont to cover and Belmont was up by like 20. So I was just like, screw it. Like I'll just start. I'll just record the intro. Uh, they're going to cover. There was like a, two minutes left. If that, um, and then when I finished recording the intro, I checked the score and my heart skipped a beat because they won by 13 and I thought that's what the spread was. And I was about to completely lose my mind and jump out the window, but then I checked, uh, I had Belmont minus 12. So they, <laughs> they fucking just hung on to the cover. Me losing that on another meltdown would have been classic, but fuck it. Fuck it. I'm trying not to get stressed out over college basketball too much. The ball's not bouncing my way. That's fine. We'll recoup. Uh, and I've had a, a couple of, I've had a couple of good days the past week, including two and one last week. So let's have another winning week with a podcast picks today. Uh, let me just really check. What are the other two games left? I got Arizona. All oh, right. And then Utah state's like in not starting for another hour. What's Arizona doing right now? Up five at half. And I got them. Uh, what was it, like two and a half. So they're covering right now at half. Uh, please don't melt down in the second half. Last time I checked the score, they were up 10. So let's go wildcats. Okay. So let's get into uh, Friday's picks. I already got them all locked in here. I have four bets locked in for the Friday slate, and I, I think I've explained this on the podcast before. I hate having an even number of bets because if you go like two and two, you lose like you lose on the juice. Um, but I couldn't find another one that I like tonight. I might put out a fifth pick tomorrow on Twitter. So I'm, assume, I'm assuming you all follow me on Twitter, Ian Mac OS. If you're looking for a fifth pick, I might, cause there's a couple that I was uh, kind of iffy about. I might end up, uh, firing one off there, there tomorrow just to make it an odd number. So I have the chance to go three and two, but I got four for the podcast that I really, really, really like. Let's get into them right now. The first two are big favorites. So hang on to your horses here. By the way, if you're just here for my NFL picks, check the description. I'll put the timestamps in uh, of when I start talking about the NFL in there. But let's get to college basketball here. First pick for Friday, January 22nd. I'm taking Coastal Carolina minus 11 and a half, minus 110 against Troy. The college football darlings of 2020, Coastal Carolina. Um, I think I've bet on two of their overs this season. I don't think either hit. Uh, but I think this is the first time I'm backing them on the spread, and it's mostly because Troy is absolutely terrible on offense, brutal on offense. 
Now, I'm sure the way this goes, I'll go on about how much they stink on offense and how they can't hit the ocean from boat, and then tomorrow they'll shoot like 75%. Um, <laughs> I've turned into such a fucking Grinch with uh, college basketball. Uh, stay positive, Ian. Positive vibes. Let's go. Carolina, Coastal Carolina, minus 11.5. They're 87th in floor percentage. Troy, 330th. Troy's offense is also 336th in true shooting percentage. Coastal Carolina is 66th. Uh, true shooting percentage is something I've lately... I, I should have been looking at true percentage for a while. It's always something I look at sometimes, but I've been looking at it a little bit more recently. Um, it basically combines all types of shooting, two-point shots, three-point shots, and free-throw shooting. Uh, all There's a certain equation to it, but uh, I'm not going to explain that. But uh, it's basically just your true shooting percentage combining all different types of shots, including free-throws. So Troy... I mean, almost last in the country in true shooting percentage, 336th, Coastal Carolina, 66th. Now, Coastal Carolina loves the three ball, uh, 89th in three-point uh, shot rate, and Troy has terrible perimeter defense, so this is the big reason why I like this bet. 307th in opponent three-point field goal percentage, so teams are shooting 36.8%. Uh, oh, no, sorry, that's... Uh, so they're 307th in opponent three-point field goal percentage, and 36.8% of points scored against them are three-point shots. That's 313th in the country. So terrible perimeter defense, but Coastal Carolina is a three-point shooting team. So that's a good stylistic matchup for Coastal Carolina. Big rebounding advantage as well. Coastal Carolina 16th in rebounding rate. Troy 165th. And remember what I said last week about uh, three-point shooting teams who also have a rebounding advantage. Keep that in the back of your mind. Um, that was the case, actually. I went against that strategy today when I bet on Central Michigan against Akron. Um, Akron and Akron is a three-point shooting team who had a rebounding advantage, and they ended up covering. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, I think there's something to that. Uh, so we'll see how that goes with Coastal Carolina tomorrow. Um, and another stat, Troy, 317th in turnovers per possession. Coastal Carolina, 87th in steals per defensive play. So not only is Troy's offense terrible, they also turn the ball over a lot, and it's a fantastic matchup stylistically for Coastal Carolina. So despite the big spread at 11.5 at minus 110, I love that play for Coastal Carolina. So that's my first pick. My second pick, you thought that was a big spread? We're going with an even bigger spread. And this is the first time this season that I will be betting on my beloved UC Irvine Anteaters, Zot Zot, Zot Zot, Zot Zot. UC Irvine minus 16 and a half against California Polytechnic. Is that is that how you pronounce it? I know, I know there's the French school, poly, the Polytechnique. I don't know how to say it in just Polytechnic, Polytechnic, Cal Poly, Cal Poly. I don't know. I'm going to mispronounce it either way. Uh, but another big favorite, like I said, if you didn't follow me last year, UC Irvine was my darling. I do a thing every single year where the mid-major team that I uh, win the most money betting on, I will buy their jersey. I just started it last year. I cr- I was like 6-1 and one betting on UC Irvine last season, so I bought a UC Irvine Anteaters jersey. Um, I'm still in the hunt to find out what mid-major team I'm going to take this year. I think North Texas might be the leader right now, but still a lot of time left to go. Um, yeah, I loved UC Irvine last year. Let's see if they can cash for me again here. It's a big spread, but I think they should absolutely dominate Cal Poly down low. I'm going to call them Cal Poly. Someone message me and say, if I'm, is it Poly Poly? Cal Poly? Neither of them sound right. <laughs> Anteaters. 
11th in two-point shot rate, same as, it must be their coach, I don't know their name of their coach, but they, they hardly ever shoot three-point shots, or almost everything is down low, 11th in two-point shot rate in the country, Cal Poli, Poli, 240th in opponent two-point field goal percentage, and 55.3% of points scored against them come from two-point range, that's 298th in the country, also massive rebounding advantage, UC Irvine 41st in rebounding advantage, Cal Poli 315th. And then Cal Poli ranks 334th in floor percentage and 310th in opponent floor percentage. So big spread, but, um, and this is why I was so successful betting on UC Irvine last year is because if you find, if you can find matchups where they're going up against a team that isn't good down low, that like maybe they don't have enough uh, big men down low, they're just a perimeter shooting team, um, they don't defend big men well, that's when UC Irvine thrives because almost all they do is just keep the ball down low. So if they go up against a smaller team or a perimeter-style team, they can have success, and that's exactly what's going on here. So despite the big spread at 16.5, I like my UC Irvine Anteaters. Zot, 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 zot. Uh, so there's two picks. Then we're going to, we've got a total. I'm, I have an over bet locked in here. Northern Kentucky and Robert Morris, and I'm going over 134.5 at minus 110. I'm just going to double check that spread because in my mind, I thought it was, yeah, 134 and a half. Okay. Uh, going over 130 and a half, and a half there, 134 and a half. Um, so both, I would say, average to above average pace of play. Robert Robert Morris is definitely above average. Robert Morris, 69th. Nice. And field goal attempts per game, Northern Kentucky, 179th. And then Robert Morris, 101st in possessions per game. And then Northern Kentucky, 276th. So I'd say Robert Morris above average in pace, Northern Kentucky average to below average. But why I like this over is because both teams' defensive weaknesses line up with their other teams' offensive strengths. So Robert Morris, 25th in two-point shot rate. They keep it down low basically with all their shots. 53.1% of points scored against Northern Kentucky come from two-point shots. That's 246th in the country, and they're also 242nd in opponent two-point field goal percentage. So Robert Morris keeps it down low on offense. Northern Kentucky is not good at defending balls down low. Then you flip that is true for the opposite. Northern Kentucky, 87th in three-point shot rate, so they shoot threes more than they shoot twos. And then 32.7% of points scored against Robert Morris come from beyond the arc. That's 237th in the country. And they're also 315th in opponent three-point field goal percentage. So teams are shooting 38.3% from three-point land against them. So pace of play, I'm not putting too much value into that, although even with pace of play, I, I mean, I kind of like the over anyways with how quick Robert Morris plays, 69th and 101st. But to me, it's more that it's good offensive matchup for both teams. Robert Morris shoots down low. Northern Kentucky can't defend down low. They defend a lot better perimeter shots, and then the opposite is true for the, the other sides. Northern Kentucky's a perimeter team on offense. Robert Morris defends well down low, but they're not good at defending the perimeter. So I like the over 134.5 between Northern Kentucky and Robert Morris. I don't even, where is Robert Morris? I'm going to Google that. Me being Canadian, I have no idea where any of these schools are. And sometimes it's fun just to look it up. What are they, the Patriots? Is that right? Robert Morris Colonials. Close. All right, where the fuck is Robert Morris? Where's Robert Morris? By the way, 
I think I talked about this last week on the podcast about how many teams were named Aggies, and then I think it was the next day that I tweeted it out. So I don't think I've addressed it since I actually tweeted it out. Um, why can't I find where Robert Morris is? Robert Morris University. Pennsylvania? Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I complain, I complained about why there's so many teams named Aggies. I tweeted it out, and then everyone got mad, mad at me. Well, did you know that they're agricultural schools? Uh, they're called Aggies because they're agricultural Who cares? Change your name. Northwestern's known as a journalism school, isn't it? You don't call them the Northwestern Journeys. I don't care that they're agricultural schools. Change your name. There's eight of you. That's a dumb name to begin with. Why do you need to tell people what your school's known for? Harvard's known, known as a law school. They're not called the Harvard Lawyers. Change your name. And that was like across the board. People were like, got mad at me for it. <laughs> for saying Aggies was a stupid name. It's a dumb name. Texas A&M, because I think they actually have agricultural, that's, it's agricultural and like mechanic or something, isn't it? So Texas A&M, they're allowed to stay the Aggies. Everyone else has to change. UC Davis, change it. Utah State, change it. New Mexico State, change it. And what was the other one? North Carolina A&T, change it. One D1 university per team name. There's so many team names out there that aren't that are good that aren't used. One Vipers. I've always been a big fan of the team name called Vipers, and there's no team in professional sport or university that I'm aware of. If there is, please let me know. Name the Vipers. The only one that was was the XFL team was named the Tampa Bay Vipers, and when I saw that, I was like, yes, finally, some team named themselves the Vipers. Finally, when Las Vegas got a hockey team, I was a huge proponent of of them using the name the Las Vegas Vipers. How sick of a name is that? And it makes sense. They're in Las Vegas. They're in the desert. Isn't that where Vipers are? But instead, the owner has a fetish for the name Knights. Couldn't use the name Knights because the OHL team name is Knights, the London Knights. So then he had to toss in Golden in front of it so he could use it. So now they're the Las Vegas Golden Knights, which is a terrible fucking name that's way too many syllables. If you have Las Vegas, you then can't do a two-word name. If you're a one-word city, you can use a two-word name. You can't use a two-word city and then a two-word name. You can't use Las Vegas Golden Knights. That's stupid. What happened with the Vipers? We need we need more Vipers out there. Las Vegas Vipers would have been a beautiful name. <laughs> anyway, I digress. What a tangent that was. Uh, so what are we on? That was, I just gave out Northern Kentucky versus Robert Morris and the other. Okay, so we're on last one for uh, college basketball here for Friday night. Louisiana Tech. Minus two, minus 110 against UTEP, which is the University of Texas El Paso, I believe. Um, now, I am aware that Louisiana, Louisiana Tech's leading scorer, Caleb Ledoux, is questionable. Uh, I'm assuming he's Ledoux. He's probably from Louisiana, too. Uh, he's questionable. He didn't play his last game. So if he plays even better, if not, still comfortable with this bet for a few reasons. First of all, significant rebounding advantage I put a little bit too much emphasis on significant it's significant but it's not significant Louisiana Tech 115th in rebounding percentage UTEP UTEP 275th do people call it UTEP or do people call it UTEP don't know Um, I am starting to become a firm believer that rebounding might be like the most important stat I look at obviously I would never base a stat solely on rebounding but it's like if both teams are kind of similar everywhere else it's the team that rebounds better that ends up winning um, to me, rebounding, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of equivalent to like the offensive line in football. 
it's just a good base to have. If you're a good rebounding team, that can make up for for some uh, shortcomings in some other areas. Also, a huge defensive advantage here for LA Tech, which is why I like this bet the most, or the biggest reason why I like this bet. Louisiana Tech, 36th in opponent floor percentage, 40th in defensive efficiency, 34th in opponent field goal percentage. UTEP, 309th in opponent floor percentage, 264th in defensive advantage, and 318th an opponent field goal percentage. So significant defensive advantage there. And the spread is only two. So I like Louisiana Tech to cover that. I hope Caleb Ledoux, their leading scorer, does play. Because if he does, that's even better. Uh, The spread might move if he does um, play. If he plays, I would be comfortable taking this probably up to four, four and a half. Maybe five. Um, But there you go. Those are my four college basketball picks. Uh, Coastal Carolina. Minus 11.5, minus 110 versus Troy. UC Irvine, minus 16.5, minus 110 against California. Polytechnique. Northern Kentucky versus Robert Morris over 134.5, minus 110. And then look at this. They're all minus 110 juice. Beautiful. Louisiana Tech, minus 2, minus 110 against UTEP. University of Texas, El Paso. Let's get into some NFL. Uh, conference championship weekend. Da, 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 da. Um, let's start. It's, uh, I'm surprised that Buccaneers and Packers are the early game. I would have thought that they would have, maybe they didn't have a choice. Maybe this was predetermined that AFC, uh, would be in the evening in the primetime slot. But if they had a choice, it's weird. They didn't put Brady and Rogers in the primetime slot. Uh, but regardless, Bucks Packers will go in chronological order here. I'm going to take the Buccaneers plus three and a half, and I got it at minus 115, the juice. Um, but before I get into the numbers here, here's the simple version of why I like this pick. The Packers' offensive is better, but the Bucks' defense is better. So do you want to back the more explosive offense or the more complete team? It's Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Two of the all-time greats. I mean, as much as I hate Brady, he's, he's an all-time great, I guess. I guess. But, I mean, it's very possible, possible, and I mean very possible, that this game comes down to the wire and comes down to whoever gets the ball last. In a game like that, I would much rather be on the side getting points than the side laying points. If it comes down to a last-second field goal and you have three and a half points in your pocket, you're going to win no matter what. I mean, there's no way a last-second field goal that'll determine the outcome of the game will surpass three and a half points, so... It's good to, it's just good to have points in a very, very, very close game, which I think this will be. Now, maybe that's a little bit of a simpleton point of view of this game, but in my opinion, it is such a toss-up. I have to take the team getting the points, especially if it's over that magic number of three. Now, let's dive into some numbers here. Top two offenses in points per game. Uh, literally, first and second points per game so far this season. So I actually thought about the over with that in mind, but the Bucks defense does kind of scare me a little bit. Also, uh, Lambeau Field cold weather I didn't call I wasn't quite too comfortable with the over uh offenses are also second fourth and yards per game uh advantage to the Packers in both there uh and then if we look at the defenses Bucks eighth and points allowed Green Bay's 12th and then opponent yards per game Tampa Bay seventh Green Bay eighth so slight advantage for the Packers offense slight advantage for the Bucks defense now here's something that sticks out to me if you look at the Packers most important wins this season they got a lot of production from their run game Uh, In those games, last week versus Rams, 296 rushing yards. Week 16, I believe it was, against Titans, 234 rushing yards. Week, um, whatever it was, I I don't remember what week it was. Against the Eagles, they won 30-16, 149 rushing yards in that game. And then let's look at their losses. 
The game where they lost to the Colts in OT, only 66 rushing yards. The game where they almost lost to the Jaguars, remember that game? Like, it was close all game for some reason. 80 rushing yards. Their 38-10 regular season loss to the Bucks, just 94 rushing yards. So it seems clear to me, if you look at their, their games a season, and, and it seems kind of dumb, obviously, they're going to have a better chance of winning games if they get more yards running the ball, but it's just clear to me that Aaron Rodgers is the league MVP, but their offense is much more effective when they can run the ball successfully as well. Well, the Bucks have the best rush defense in the NFL first. They only allow 3.6 yards per carry, so keep an eye out on that. I could see that playing a huge factor on Sunday. And I think I might play, I'm not going to make this an official pick because just, I'm just doing sides and totals for my official picks here, but keep an eye out for Aaron Jones under on his rushing yards total. I assume it's probably going to be decently high with how good of a week he had last week, but number one, Bucks, D- D- Bucks defense is the number one rush defense in the NFL. 3.6 yards per carry. So that's something to keep in mind. And now I've also said this before, Tom Brady does usually struggle against good pass defenses. I mean, of course, of course, a quarterback's going to struggle against good pass defenses, but uh, that's not what the Packers are. Packers 11th in opponent yards per pass attempt, 8th in sacks per game. So yes, good, decent, uh, but I don't know if it's enough to stop the Bucks' offense, and it certainly wasn't in the regular season. So I will go ahead and I'll take the Bucks and the points here. I'm not taking money line because I'm not just coming out and saying, "Oh, I think the Bucks are going to win this game." I th- I think this will be this will be a game that comes down to the last possession, and I hope that it comes down to the last possession and it's a field goal that needs to be kicked and not a touchdown scored. So then we have that three and a half points in our pocket, and uh, we are feeling comfortable. So that's my pick for the first game: Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Plus three and a half. I got it at minus 115. Hopefully you guys can get some better juice on that. Uh, and then the last thing here, as I'm checking, and Arizona and Arizona State is tied. 43-43. Perfect. Awesome. Fantastic. That's what I want to see. Great. I love it when teams I bet on blow it in the second half. Perfect. It's tied. Awesome. That's what I was rooting for. <laughs> why can't any team i bet on hold on to a lead in the second half it's infuriating uh <laughs> oh my god all right bills <laughs> fuck bills chiefs um i'm taking the over in this game over 54 minus 110 uh i was better with betting totals in the regular season i had a better record betting on totals so i'm gonna go back to that for this game because uh, i can't really decide on a side so i'm gonna take the over 54 let's have some fun let's root for some points um, but let's state the obvious first. Both teams run the top five in points per game this season. Bills, third in points per game, 30.3. Chiefs, fifth in points per game at 29.1. Also, both offenses were in the top five in yards per game as well. Uh, Chiefs, first, averaging an astounding 417.1 yards per game, while the Bills were fifth, averaging 386.7 yards per game. Uh, and then, to be fair, both defenses were in the top of half the league in both these categories as well. But, I mean... They probably wouldn't be one win away from the Super Bowl if their defenses were, you know, in the bottom 10 of the league in defense. Um, Chiefs are 10th in opponent points per game, and Bills' defense is 11th in points per game. So, I mean, they're above average, but still not as good as their offenses are. Um, They're also 15th and 16th in opponent yards per game, so both teams clearly better on the offensive side of the football than the defensive side of the football, which is, of course, good for an over bet. Now let's dive into a little bit of some deeper numbers here. Red zone defense. Uh, I believe I said this on the podcast last last week as well, but the Chiefs are dead last in red zone defense, and it's not even close. 
They allow opponents to score a touchdown on 77.55% of trips inside the red zone. Next closest team is the Lions at 72.31%. So more than 5% worse in the red zone on defense than the next closest team. And there were some bad defenses in the the NFL this year. So that's astounding to me. Uh, Bills are average in red zone defense, ranking around 14th, allowing a touchdown on 60.61% of opponents' red zone trips. So, I mean, average, not great either. Um, and then both red zone offenses around average. Um, Bills rank 12th, red zone offense. Chiefs rank 15th. So obviously for an overbet, we want successful red zone trips. Long drives down to the red zone that only result in a field goal are killers for an over. Uh, now let's take a look at their game earlier this season because they did play earlier this year. The Chiefs won that game 26-17, but they gained 466 yards against the Bills. They just ran the ball down their throat. 245 rushing yards specifically. So Edwards Hilaire averaged 6.2 yards per carry in that game. So if he is healthy, because I think he's questionable as of right now, if he's healthy on Sunday, you might want to consider the over on his rushing prop. 6.2 yards per carry when he played against the Bills earlier this season. Josh Allen didn't really have a great game back then, throwing for just 122 yards on 14 completions. But the Bills offense has kind of snapped into gear since then, because I think this is only, what, week five or six, I think. Um, So take all that for what it's worth. It's not much, but we do know that the Chiefs can certainly move the ball on this Bills defense, and I think Josh Allen will sling it as well. So I think we're going to see a shootout. Both offenses better in their defenses. AFC Championship, let's have some fun. Let's root for points on Sunday night. We don't need to root for a side. We just want touchdowns. So there you go. That is, uh, that's the podcast. As Arizona now has a one-point lead. (laughs) Infuriating. Infuriating. Um, so here I'll just run through all the picks on the podcast. Coastal Carolina minus 11 and a half minus 110 versus Troy. UC Irvine Anteater Zot Zot minus 16 and a half minus 110 versus California. Polytechnique, Polytechnique, I don't fucking know. Northern Kentucky versus Robert Morris over 134 and a half minus 110. Louisiana Tech minus 2 minus 110 versus UTEP. And then Buccaneers plus three and a half minus 115 against the Packers. And then Bills Chiefs over 54 minus 110. Uh, and then UFC 257, I'm on, I didn't break it down in the podcast. Check out the video on the Odd Shark YouTube page. McGregor, first round finish, plus 155. And Michael Chandler, even money against Dan Hooker in the uh, co-main event. All right, thank you all for <laughs> for listening. Um, I'm going to stop recording now, and I'm going to continue to yell at my, t- at my TV as I now see Arizona continues to blow it, and now it's tied again. So I will have myself a little brain an- aneurysm as I'm watching this Arizona-Arizona State game. Best of luck with all of your bets. If you decide to fade me, go ahead. Please do. Just don't be a dick about it. If you decide to tail me, best of luck to us. I love you all, and I will talk to you next week. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.